What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. I'm your host, Rosalind, and you are listening to another episode of the Blunder Love series. And in this episode, you'll hear more of Mandy's experiences and the social struggles that she faces due to being in an interracial relationship. Wow, so digesting all of that, um, what screams out to me is Black masculinity, and we're trying to deconstruct that. I feel like Black masculinity is what is happening, or what how it's being perceived in your relationship, and it's, it's almost like out of fear or something... They're trying to protect you and make him look like the villain in your relationship. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. Um, and I think even if you if you took away, uh, if my boyfriend was white, let's say, I think there's still that sense of like competition between men. At least that's what I've experienced. Um, and it only amplifies uh, because of his race. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what you said was was completely on point. <laughs> it's like, I know there's some colorism and racism amongst Hispanic and Black communities. So I think that's in play as well. And I'm curious if the people that are doing this to you see you as Hispanic or if they're seeing you as white. Or regardless of, you know, they see they see your skin color regardless of what your ethnicity is. And they see his skin color and then it's like they form these dynamics in their head. And these assumptions and crazy stuff. Yeah, honestly, I am very happy that mind reading isn't a thing because mm. I never know how people perceive us and approach us. And I think that's the most anxiety ridden part for me. Um, I just, yeah, I never know what to expect. Like, I don't know if people are mad at me or if they're mad at him because of our relationship. Hmm. This to me is like a really new perspective because I'm from the Northeast. I'm from Boston and I feel like it's really diverse and pretty liberal up there. So I'm just kind of in shock to hear all of this. Yeah, um, I I mean, I hate to be that person, but like Texas is Texas and mm-hmm. exactly what people assume about it. I, I truly believe obviously that there are good parts and stuff like that, but generally, I mean, we have that microaggression that colorism that racism um and a lot of judgment and and you hit it on the nail too where you know there's a lot of racism even in in the hispanic community against each other so like my i feel so bad i feel like i'm throwing my mom under the bus right now but it's okay because people need to hear the truth (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but like my mom didn't want us to be the dark-skinned version of our people she wanted us to be the light-skinned blue-eyed very good vocabulary wealthy hispanic people if we were going to be hispanic but if we're not going to be hispanic then i still need to be as white as i can be complexion wise i need to have a great vocabulary no accent and we need to still be wealthy so that on its own is already a lot of pressure for me. But like I said, I don't know what people are seeing when they come up to me and my partner, because now they're trying to figure out, is this guy 
black um and then there's also this thing that he talks to me about where you know there's black people where they separate them into light-skinned people so Mm -hmm. i don't know how people are perceiving him and then putting us together it kind of feels like we don't know where people are going to light the fuse from perspective wise right because of all those layers that you mentioned earlier there's so much to attack you guys on honestly there's nothing to attack you guys on but from (laughs) like an evil negative perspective they have a long list for you guys absolutely and um you know my my partner is so intelligent and you know i think it's um i think it, it broke my heart in the beginning um i feel like crying i'm so sorry if i start crying it's all um it broke my heart in the beginning to hear him like explain these things to me because i have never lived in such fear before um and obviously i'm not ignorant to racism but i'm never gonna know what it feels like but um it just breaks my heart to hear him say like hey you know, don't hold my hand here or, you know, I'm always concerned for our safety, stuff like that, because I don't have to think about that. Like where I am right now, I don't have to think about that. I'm surrounded by all of the same type of people, but he isn't. So it, I mean, like I said, he's very smart. So he understands that people perceive him differently. So there's a lot of limitations to what we can do in our relationship. And I, as an individual, feel like I'm walking on eggshells and putting us into dangerous situations by accident. (laughs) Just by being a normal human being, doing normal human being things. I'm so sorry, like, I'm hurting for you guys because I thought we have evolved from this, but I'm enlightened hearing your perspective and curious to know if one of you see other couples like you, other interracial relationships in your area, and... Is there a black or Indian community or another person that looks like your boyfriend? Um, so honestly, I in I've lived here all my life. Uh, like I said, I'm 25. Um, so honestly, in my whole life, I've never seen another interracial couple outside of high school. Um, and that's kind of a very long time. So that's like seven years. So I've never seen um, another interracial couple, um, and especially not one that isn't demonized like on the internet. Um, unfortunately, just to just to be perfectly blunt, I mean, um, we have no we have no model to go by because we know we aren't those things, and we know that people that write you know mean things or create outrageous assumptions about us are white people who are racist whether they like to see it or not um so yeah and then as far as the black community goes um so i i completely understand why my partner didn't want to be on this but um one of the things that he shared with me that i feel comfortable sharing here is that um he's in this very unique group of being perceived by black people as not being black enough got it so yeah that's a whole other layer right like i said the vocabulary is different just the same as for me um his practices the way he dresses the way he does his hair completely different and then you add on that that factor of being in stem and not being surrounded by people that look like you there is no community to be perfectly honest with you there just isn't i have never 
seen him be accepted into a space with open arms and disregard for uh, his race, just being completely honest. Um, and I absolutely have because I look and fit the part of both roles, like I had said before. So it it is very difficult for him. And again, like my heart breaks for situations like that, because how can you not be enough of something? Being human is enough. That should Absolutely. be enough. But but it's not. It's not for a lot of people. Yeah. You guys need to get out of Texas. <laughs> you guys need to leave Texas. Leave this open. Yeah, we're working oh on God. it. <laughs> so you said you've had different experiences in other, like outside of your community. So where have you gone and what has that been like for both of you? Um, so we have been out to Kansas City, Missouri, and we've been out to D.C. And those experiences were really eye-opening for us. Um, so D.C. is definitely much more liberal. Um, the community is younger, more accepting, definitely more diverse. Um, and you feel safe there. It was very different for us because we didn't really know what to expect. So being there, it felt like we were able to kind of be romantic with each other. Honestly, you can hold hands, you can make jokes, you can laugh, you can cry, you can scream. And nobody, you know, nobody's going to make assumptions like they do here. Um, So that was that was a relief to us and kind of like our our main goal now after seeing that is to definitely get out of here. (laughs) to definitely Mm -hmm. go somewhere like that um but we have traveled within like four to five hours within where we live and um it gets worse so yeah it does so we've gone to um like like twilight vibe cities (laughs) oh no 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 (laughs) so like these are but imagine it like very spread out, like super spread out. You don't really have to deal with people. Like I said, me and my boyfriend are pretty outdoorsy. We hike a lot. So that's the reason why we go to places like that. Um, and to just kind of be able to be alone without worrying about anything. Um, and during the beginning of our of our relationship, we would take obviously those shorter distance travels. I feel like that's that's pretty normal for, you know, the beginning of a relationship. You don't want to spend too much time on a trip alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was my first introduction to like it can be way worse and i thought that it was my fault um because everywhere that we went that was outside of our hotel room was like don't touch me don't kiss me don't you know try to cuddle with me don't be all up on me try not to wear this try not to talk about that um because we are in danger and it was it was like that, like, this is dangerous. People were looking at my boyfriend again, which I find it's so absurd. People were looking at him as if I was being kidnapped, as if I was under his control. And they were pissed. And I think there's another layer to that. Again, we're just looking at us being together um, just pisses people off. Like, it, it just does. And they, I mean, it was it was so difficult to navigate. I couldn't even hold his hand. And, um, you know, 
may I think it maybe it's just me, but with the obviously with the complex issues that I have aside from from that, I I depend on you know touch as a sense of security. So when I'm being pushed away from my partner, it feels like I'm gonna die. But if I hold his hand, he's gonna die for sure because we're getting these threatening looks. So that was super super difficult. Um, and once we got a taste of, like I said, DC and, and Kansas City and stuff, it was like, wow, we don't have to live in such constraints like of fear, but this is where we have to be for now. And it's, it could be worse, which is scary. That is very scary. And what you just said hit me hard. Like if you hold, if you don't hold his hand, you feel like you're going to die. If you do hold his hand... It's like he's gonna die exactly that was heavy wow yeah because again it's like that aspect where people see that he's black and they're like oh that's no competition for me like that woman i could just take her with me that's mm -hmm. how that's how people see it and i feel like if i'm holding his hand obviously no one can pull me away but i don't have a choice because at the end of the day things like that shouldn't feel selfish but in an in interracial relationship it is like you have to be that way because God forbid that anything happened to him. Because now instead of being in a in a white relationship, you're worried about the sexism and the misogyny as a woman. But being in an interracial relationship, I never thought I would feel more fear for my male partner than for myself. Right. Wow. This is a lot. I was not expecting our <laughs> yeah, conversation no, to go. If we need to do four of these, I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because I had a conversation yesterday, same format, same like interracial relationship. And and he's actually from Boston too. So our conversations were more light and like mm. <laughs> I'm I'm I just I'm hurting for you and for your boyfriend because it shouldn't be like this. I feel like in the media and TV and movies on social media, interracial relationships are glamorized, are like, people love seeing that, but that's not the reality. That's another, the break in the media is like, what you see online isn't what you see in person. And I would say for the majority of the US, because the South is large and racism yeah. is heavy there. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I think um one of the things that i had to realize also um I i'll be honest like when i started dating him and i saw his concerns i thought okay i need to model myself the same way celebrities do re interracial relationships because i thought people would be more perceptive to that um but if you're not rich <laughs> mm -hmm. nobody cares you are dirt like honestly, honestly because i mean i i hate to be this person to use this as an example but they're probably the most famous interracial couple ever kim kardashian and kanye west when they were together kim was sexualized above and beyond she wore the tightest clothes she had the butt thing going on all that stuff um i don't want to lean into that and um I mean, honestly, like I said, I am a curvier woman, so I do have a butt. And people think that because I look like that, that I am for the people, <laughs> for mm -hmm. men. 
And then on top of that, being with my partner, now let's separate that. He doesn't have a lot of money. He's not wearing flashy jewelry. He's not into shoes. He doesn't listen to, you know, what people like to say is like masculine black music, rap music, that type of stuff. He just, that's just not who he is. So he doesn't want to lean into that because that's that's not who he is. But um, that's how people want us to be, to feel like they have access to respect us. But, but that's never going to happen. Never. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like they want you to fit the stereotype, fit the molds to either, I feel like it could go both ways, respect you in a really weird way or straight up disrespect you because you are fitting the stereotype. Yeah, I've I've never felt more eyes on me in my whole life and people wanting something from us, like, like insight to our sexual life or... Um, insight to our friend groups like I feel like that's not normal I've never had somebody come up to me and say like oh like you know I, I don't even want to say it but just like nasty mm -hmm. comments obviously and you're like what what the hell like why would you ask me that you wouldn't mm -hmm. ask them like they feel like they have some type of access to us um and then we have a divide where people just completely are mad at us it's so so interestingly sad <laughs> you're really just wrong on so many levels like yeah. you're not entitled to any information and it's not normally right that is not normal at all yeah it, it, yeah i'm and like i said I'm, I'm grateful that my partner is very very intelligent um and that he knows what to do in like stressful situations or i mean straight up like dangerous situations um and that I don't have to worry too much about it because I'm uh I'm like a freeze type of person if something's going wrong I have I, I can't do anything I mm -hmm. might as well be a bush I could not do anything but he unfortunately like I said it breaks my heart but he knows all the ins and outs of like what to look for microaggressions looks from people just all of these things like it's crazy. And even I want to say less than like three months ago, we even had an incident where we were having dinner with my mother and this older lady came up to him and she asked me where I got him from. Those like words just exactly. straight up, straight up. Okay. That's. <laughs> and mind you, at this point, we've never dealt with like direct verbal racism towards us being together but this was the first time and it's 2023 right now. You would think this wouldn't happen, but once that happened to us, we're like, we need to figure out how to get out of here as soon as possible. Cause it's getting worse. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Shame on that woman. Like how the things people say, like, how do you let those words come out of your mouth? Talking yeah. to people. I don't even know how she wasn't embarrassed. I mean, yeah, my, my boyfriend's first instinct was to like make a joke out of it because the woman was, was old you know and you know my mom couldn't really understand her um and as soon as she said that I like started crying but then I had that instinctual thing where I'm like I can't cry because people are gonna think that my boyfriend's doing something wrong so I kind of oh just froze and I was looking away while she was still talking to him and she was like you know um do you read the Quran do you read about Jesus? Do you read the Bible? Are you Christian? Do you need to be transformed? 
Where are you from? Draw me a map. Show me where you came from. Did she bring you over here? Or like all this stuff. And the thing that that honestly pierced my heart the most was when she looked at my mother sitting across from us and she said, you need to be careful with him. There you go. That's all the proof you need to figure out what people are thinking in their heads that he is holding me hostage or that he's going to do something bad to me. Girl, I am so sorry is not enough. There's like, there has to be a better word. This is beyond, this is extreme. And And I didn't think I'd hear this. Yeah. Yeah. And it blows my mind too, that, you know, other people that I talk to, um, you know, because I play a lot of games online and stuff. So I run into a lot of different people, obviously. And, you know, other girls in interracial relationships don't hit the extremes that I do. But to me, it's normal because I've lived here in Texas my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you add a layer on top of that where I've never talked to anybody about this. Never. Because it'll just put me in danger. <laughs> Gosh, well, just know that all of that, and you know it, this is not normal. This should not be happening. Yeah. Crazy. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and I wish I could say, like, like you can't avoid these people. Mm-hmm. I wish you could, but you can't. Um, shifting from, like, strangers and strange people, what is the dynamic like with you, both of your families? Um, so this, that's a good question. Um, this one's kind of hard to navigate because both of us are pretty far removed from our immediate family. Um, we still live with them and see them all the time and stuff like that, but we kind of don't let them get involved with our business too much. And our relationship was one of the things that we were very, very careful with. And if I was being honest with myself in the beginning, um, it definitely was because he was black. Um, I just, you know, you, you, you hear a lot of horror stories about, you know, people who bring their, boyfriend around their like white family or something like that and you know people make ugly comments and stuff I didn't even want to deal with that so we didn't even start he didn't actively start seeing my family until like a year and a half into our relationship um but his family completely accepted me from the beginning um and I think that says a lot about where we are like Mm -hmm. um because his family with everything that they go through I would have completely understood if they didn't want to accept me into their family at all, because I am a representation of all the people that have hurt them, that have profiled them, um, that have just, just every bad thing that I could think of. I mean, they look like me. So I never wanted to invade their space and make them feel unsafe. I let him take the lead on that, but um, it's been amazing. I mean, they, they see me as just another person. You know, it's never like, uh, it's never interrogative or anything like that about like my background, anything. Um, and I, I honestly love them all. Um, but with my family, it is a little bit different. Um, so my mom doesn't, doesn't care at all, but she is in the older generation of people where they think it's okay to say that certain things and especially on the Hispanic side, um that I'm uncomfortable with so I'm just very upfront with my boyfriend and telling him like hey like 
you know, they're probably going to say this or do this. So you can decide if you want to come or not, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to put you in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's only, I want to say like six months ago where we started regularly, like, you know, going to dinner with my mom and stuff like that. Um, my brothers don't care. It's more like my parents cause they're older, uh, which is stupid to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. The generation. So, yeah. Yeah. But for example, like I put a lot of restrictions on who sees him from my extended family. So like cousins, aunts, uncles off limits for me, I'm not going to put him in that situation. Uh, even my mom's boyfriend, absolutely not because he still thinks that saying the n-word is okay as like a slang he's not saying it to be intentional but you know at the end of the day it's like so many years ahead everything's intentional at this point like you know not to say that and then um on top of that also he's very he's just racist (laughs) i don't know what else to say like he is racist without admitting um, and he's one of those that profiles easily, even within his own people, um, because he is convinced that he is the top of the food chain, that he's white and, you know, gun owning and America, Trump type of thing. So I don't know how my mom deals with it, but that is completely off limits for him. I would never do that. I so, agree. Yeah, yeah. Not to put any, like, my two cents in there, but No. Yeah, I, w- I would never do that. So it it's definitely complicated on my end, mm-hmm. but not his. And that, like you said, that says a lot. Um, going back to just being an understanding person, not seeing everybody as everyone that looks like you as one person, like seeing people as individuals, seeing people for who they actually are. Exactly. Having the heart and mind of understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you're in such a complicated, messy, sticky uh, situation because of your relationship yeah that's on top I'm, of the identity stuff too oh yeah I mean I feel like something that's brought me comfort is knowing that like all humans are very complex people mm-hmm. um and unfortunately you know whatever we're fed is what people are going to hold on to so I hope that you know actually having conversations about this kind of helps people get exposed to this stuff before they run into like another interracial couple and make assumptions right away because that's that's just no way to live i feel like it's exhausting for them and on top of that it's exhausting for us people ask me you know why they don't see us as much and i'm like well take a look in the mirror like look at the situation that we're in i'm not interested in putting ourselves in that that type of situation absolutely you have to protect yourself and your partner at the end of the day look out for yourself Mm -hmm. and it's also uh very intense honestly because you you have to think like uh at least you know from my perspective I know my boyfriend has shared a little bit of this but you know I have to decide whether or not I'm fully committed to this person to go through this right because Mm -hmm. he didn't ask for this and neither did I So at the end of the day, we both have to take responsibility. Like if we're going to be a team and we're going to be in a relationship, we have to be gun ho about it and be on the same page. And I just feel like other people don't really experience that. Absolutely. I I give you guys a lot of credit and just want to say how strong you both are for three years of that. And, (laughs) you know, you guys 
because I'm like really deeply in love just to be able to experience that together it'd be so easy to walk away and give up because of the outside world what's outside of your bubble so it sounds like you guys have a really strong connection that you're able to deal with these things together and look out for each other and protect each other which is so beautiful as beautiful as it is it's so unfortunate that you even have to do that yeah I'm just I'm just grateful that we found each other and that you know we don't have to I always joke with him that I don't have to like shop around anymore like I found the love of my life and we're good we'll figure it out um, but yeah, thank you for your apologies too. I didn't even realize how bad it was until I saw your reactions to some of this stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I'm like, this is unheard of. This is like, wow. Honestly, you talked a lot about, you know, the challenges and the struggles, but let's shed light on the positives and like your favorite parts of your relationship. Um, I think probably the best part has been able for us to uh, come to terms with who we are as individuals. Like, even though we're, uh, like I said, in that weird gray area, um, we've kind of taken a lot of pride in just identifying however we identify. And um, it feels comfortable. And I have to say also, like, one of my favorite things, which is all about him and not about me, um, is I love how much more comfortable he is with how he looks. Like he's able to grow his hair out long. He has this gorgeous curly hair. He puts it up into a bun. It drives me crazy, makes me nervous. And you know, he lets me help him out with like uh, maintaining his hair. You know, he was super self-conscious about it, but now um, he just he just loves it. And it makes me so happy. Like he, I have not heard him complain about any of his features for the past like two and a half years. And that to me is like a huge win because I would eat him up if I could. I love him so much oh. and I want him to feel the same way, you know? So I'm honestly, that's like the best part for me so far. I can tell. I love the way how happy you look when you're talking about <laughs> him. Look at you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish you guys the best like you guys are gonna last for sure with how strong you are and just open and vulnerable you guys expose yourself to a lot of vulnerable situations and that's that's a lot yeah. i think if we can get through this right now we'll be fine with anything to come yep, yep absolutely to end as you know i end with this last question what is your message to everybody that's listening um just to be kind to people. <laughs> I think that's the most that you could do for yourself because at the end of the day, if you disagree with something, you're always going to come out on top if you're kind. I mean, people are still going to want to talk to you, approach you, have friends. Um, even if you disagree on stuff, I think it's like one of the most important things. I love that. I love how simple that message is, but that's going to stick with me because like you said, even if even if you disagree, if you do it with kindness, you'll still come out on top. I really love that message. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, definitely something to walk with. Thank you so much for listening and hope to catch you in the next episode. All music produced by Stubborn Saul. Be sure to check him out on all music listening platforms at S-T-B-R-N-S-A-L.